There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Pick 6 Podcast on the Tim McKernan Show, Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Producer Joe usually on the Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies phone lines, but he is not today, which is disappointing because I would imagine he would be in full attack mode on Iggy and the Plowhawk, a very banty discussion of this morning G-Unit on the program uh, regarding... I really don't know what the I don't know what the argument was. It started only because <laughs> I asked the Plowhawk why he felt so strongly that Ole Miss was a better job than that's all I did. I asked him to explain his reasoning, and then 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 the, the explanation didn't go particularly well, and then the audience felt like the Plowhawk said that oh, that Missouri was the worst job in the SEC. They demand us to pull the audio. Then uh, that he said that Arkansas was a better job, and then he claims that he didn't say that, and so then we had those things going on, and then that led to producer Joe texting in and attacking not just the plot, but of course Iggy as well, and it was banty as fuck. I mean, it was banty as fuck, but yeah, producer Joe not available. Terrible day not to have it Joe is, available. It is, today would be a what, prime day. And I'm sorry, I missed that part of the show today. What What was Joe's position? Well, Joe just likes to attack both of them, but... When I asked the Plowhawk, because usually when this stuff goes on, I'm like on Instagram seeing what Abigail Mack's up to. <laughs> and in this case, when he said that, I just said, oh, why do you feel that way? And then it, then there weren't really great answers to the question. And then that's when the audience and the cat pounce, and then it becomes a whole thing. I mean, this is, you know, this is, this is essentially the first play in our playbook on the TMA offense. So I've seen this now. A, probably about a thousand times in doing the show for 15 years, but I was just curious if he had a reason for it. And, and then the reasons seemed to change. And then the audience who gets frustrated with the Plowhawk sports takes notice that he does move the goalposts. Uh, and then it led to a whole thing. Then there's a guy who's for my money, my favorite poster on the fan page, um, who, who went to who is uh, Ole Miss. Oh, I don't get into government names, oh. but he went to Ole Miss and he's <laughs> really upset about Ole Miss football takes. And he's only, he's in his early twenties too. You, he, you would think with the stuff that he posts, you would think he's like, cause usually it would match up with like, like fifties or sixties, but he's, I mean, he is really into Donald Trump, really into Donald Trump and really into Ole Miss. And, uh, sounds about right. And he is not, he is not, uh, he just, he, like I, I said earlier in the week, I said, well, I think Missouri has a higher ceiling than Ole Miss. And, man, that he didn't like that take. Uh, and, and maybe I'm wrong. I, see, when I say these things, I mean, I, I do back them up, but I also don't really get upset about it either. I just like to hear people's reasoning. Uh, I, I mean, I, I agree with Plowhawk. I think Missouri's the worst of those three of jobs. Those three, what's your reasoning? Just the eye test that uh, we— we had you a, wouldn't have done well in the studio this morning. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, there's, I mean, what type of reasoning can you give other than our program is shitty and and that we 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 have like scandals and these big national stories that make us Ole look Miss, like Ole, Ole, Miss, Ole Miss had a, a scandal as well. It, 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 whoa, 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 the what what are you comparing scandals to? Well, take your pick. Yeah, whether it be Hugh Freeze or whether it be them going on probation for recruiting. I mean, they've had two big issues here over the last. <laughs> I mean, oh, we almost had going. We, we, we almost had our football team refuse to I'm not, play, I'm not, I'm which not, was not, like I, unheard of. The way I mean, counselor, the way you laid it out was that Missouri has scandals, but I mean, Ole Miss has had them as well. Wow. I, and, and that's the thing. I don't really feel it's not like I like it because because I was the one throughout the whole thing with the Odom going. I just don't get why people are so sold on him. And it's not because I was not sold on him. My whole premise was I don't know what he's done to sell you on him. And, and again, I'm still not like, God, they did the absolute right thing in getting rid of them. Um, I just could never get why there were some people. And it's not like there are a whole lot who are just like, he's the guy, he's the guy. And I'm just like, but what is he? I don't know what he's done. I hope he's the guy. I know I hope he's the guy, but I don't know what he's done. And then it's like, then the wind blows. And then immediately a lot of people flip and it's just like, okay, but you know, like, like, I mean, it's as simple as, as Gabe said, and he, I think he might be right. If they would have beaten Tennessee, a team they lost to at 24, 20, that he still has the job. I mean, doesn't that seem rather fucked up? 
that 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 something that that simple four points changes everything. Um, to me, that strikes me as odd because if you're viewing this from a huge decision standpoint, you better be looking at a lot more data as to whether or not you scored another touchdown in a game that you know, in the whole scheme of things, was rather unimportant in the SEC. Uh, I agree with that, and I think Stirk might have screwed up because he didn't have a plan. It's pretty well, I mean, and pretty and that's clear. thing we were discussing this morning before it became Ole Miss, Missouri, Arkansas discussion stuff. But it was it's that I can't get worked up about the state of the search because I don't know what really the state of the search is. If Stirk is a great executive, he doesn't have leaks. Great executives don't have leaks. Yeah, we got we got buddies who are thinking that Stirk's this mastermind and having I don't know these... if he is or if he isn't, but I don't know. I don't. I also don't know who's really in and who's not. But he's not. having interviews, even though he knows who he's going to be hiring, and he's doing this just to kind of have this sideshow because the person he's hiring is a is a um, a coordinator from one of these teams that are playing this weekend. But we don't. But we really. But the reality is, we don't know any of it. We I don't think know. that that is such a crazy suggestion. That we. we what, what, what's a crazy suggestion? That he's got his guy, <laughs> who's essentially already made the agreement, doesn't want to distract from his, what he's got well, but, going but, on but, right but now. But then you're operating off the premise that he is interviewing all of these people, and therefore we're operating off of the the premise that that we believe is fact. I agree with you that it's unlikely that these leaks are are from decent sources that know what starts. On Monday, it was Lane Kiffin. On Tuesday, it was Will Healy. Yeah. On Wednesday, it was Jim McElwain. And today, it's, I guess, I don't know who the, the name Army is coach. today. It's the like, Army it's coach. Like, it's too perfectly. That was on the latest hot board. It's like laid out like a calendar. And then, and Who's then, your then the guy other of the Norvell. day? And, that's the, then, and so that's what my point is, is we don't know. And I understand Gabe and Dave Matter and whoever writes for the Kansas City Star about it. This is what everybody's talking about. It's what everybody's interested in. And I know they're working because I, I know Matter and I know Gabe and I know they're, you know, really good guys, number one, and they do work their asses off. I mean, they really work their asses off. But at the same time, Stirk's responsibility is to not let it get out. That's, that's I mean, you know, one of the things people can say whatever they want about the Cardinals, um, but God, they keep things in a big way in-house. Even when I knew something on, actually what I knew was I knew they were hiring Matheny. We knew he was interviewing people when he hired a basketball coach. Like, Conzo Martin didn't just come out of thin air. Well, I'm not saying that we don't, I'm, I'm just saying we don't know that yeah. these names no, I, that are I, being associated I agree. are agree. we don't know mix. anything. That's my premise. That's what I'm just and saying. So what I'm past saying, he's done a coaching search, it hasn't been all hush-hush. What I'm saying regarding the panic that's going on right now is yeah, we it, it's based on speculation. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I agree. And so therefore, while I'll be more than happy to be critical, just like if the Cardinals don't do anything this offseason, I'll be real critical, um, that I can't get worked up at this point. But the tough thing is, is that the football coach was fired less than a week ago. You have this dead period of a week, except it is important for some schools that are playing in these games on Saturday um, and so nothing is likely to happen. I mean, who, has, has anybody hired anybody this week? Nope. I mean, I'm talking about even like lower level. And so that, that, I, that that's kind it, of the nature of the beast in, what, in this period. What should period. have happened, and, I, and, and I, I've been, been against uh, Odom for years. Uh, Pete can vouch that's for that. True. I've been wanting him to get I mean, canned. What they should have done is, is fired him mid-season. Maybe at, G-Unit well, hates Mizzou? Oh, give me a break. I went to Mizzou. I mean, I'm a Mizzou, I'm a Mizzou guy. No one you're saying he's self-loathing? He's, he's Plowhawk level Mizzou guy. Oh, man. Really? Oh, my I God. I didn't know this. I mean, I can't remember the last time he said something good about Mizzou. They got a lot of stuff to be critical about. I agree. I mean, what, I'm, it's not like I'm Kevin Slayton, but I come on. Mm. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm realistic when it comes to my alma mater. But what I'm saying is that had they fired him after Vanderbilt or, or something, what, what, given a a few games before the end of the season, put in an interim head coach. You've got a head start on the coaching search instead of knowing that when you, if you fire him a few days after the regular season, there's going to be a parade of teams doing the same thing that are arguably better jobs. And now you're competing. Instead, you could have lined up your guy or at least had a way head start on the search. And you give this interim coach, whoever it would have been, a chance to maybe look good. And maybe you'd keep him, but now you're just in this contest. I mean, so you wanted him to fire him after Vanderbilt. They were five and two, and they were they were they were ranked, the, you know, going into the Vanderbilt. Well, I don't even think he should have started the season as the head coach. I mean, that's where I'm. So coming. you think he should have been fired last year? Really? Maybe. Well, maybe the year before that. I mean, so I'd two ha- years in. 
I, I've never mm. been impressed by him, and it's more. Well, the, I understand that, but I'm asking calls. you, I mean, where, where you know, for, for specifics on it. Well, I'd have to pull up the schedule. I, I mean, just because you're five and two, look at you lost to Wyoming and Vanderbilt. Well, you I were supposed to be was, seven and zero. I, I, I was very critical as well, but I mean, if you play, if you want to play out the hand with actually doing this, and I had him at eight, eight game, winning eight games, pretty large bet, and we had a buddy that had him at eight games with the biggest bet I've ever. Stacks. I mean, and he, and. We didn't even get close. All right, no sweat. But 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 my premise is I don't know when you realistically do it. When you ha- are below that- expectations, which he was from game one this year because he was not supposed to lose it, certainly wasn't supposed to lose Vanderbilt. So when he was 0-1, below expectations. When he was 5-2, and below expectations. I mean, at some and, and there were points last season when that was the same case. At some point, you say— What's this? If if we're gonna fire this guy eventually, and I think they've known that, it's probably most of the year. When do you do it that puts you in the best yeah, position I mean, to succeed in the new coaching search? See, I'm not a pro Odom guy, but I just I, if we're playing out the hand from how it could realistically go down, I don't know how that could reasonably play out unless you were to do it after Kentucky, because you're gonna fire him at five and two a week after they were ranked. That's that would have really been. It's just not. We both know that. Well, why that not, isn't realistic. Why not after Kentucky then? I mean, whenever it would have been. I mean, after Tennessee, after Georgia, whatever. I mean, there were so many games that we could have fired him. Gangster Pete seems exasperated by you. Well, oh, what, I've Pete, heard no, this what, so Oh, many bullshit! Times. What, Pete? What game was it where you jumped off the the team Barry? Because boy, you were you were on that. Team I wanted Barry. it. I wanted it to work. Yeah, but because wh- I'm realistic, when you jumped look, off, do you see people lining up to coach our team? What? You never want to answer who the next guy is going to be. That's the point of my of my, what I'm I saying. I get what you're they saying. You have, have more options. But they're all still coaching. Well, why don't you? You can help answer Tim's question by telling us when was it that you jumped off Team Barry? Because there was a game, and you were like, "Was it after Kentucky?" Uh, it was our third loss this year. Who's that? That was Kentucky. Because you, you or were it was a Tennessee. Whatever. Tennessee. No, it was before that. You Tennessee were on Team Barry. Listen, I said, and I said this at the beginning of the season. People were asking me why I was still Team Barry after we lost to Wyoming, and I said that as long as the program keeps moving in the right direction, I'm for it. I said if he loses these other teams, then I will be off the bandwagon, and that's what happened. So I supported Team Barry because I knew that it was best for our program that it work out, and I wanted it to work out. It didn't work out. Yeah. I, now, I mean, I'm worried. This is kind of my my version of emotional risk management. I just assume that this search is going to go terrible, and I talk terribly about it. I hope we get somebody great. You're setting your bar low, yes, so you don't I, be crushed whenever yes, the announcement. Because as a Missouri fan, you constantly get. Well, shit I on. think. I mean, I so I think I think you could have a. I, I think one of the most important things that was said, if this really does have a bad result, and it it becomes apparent that he did not have a plan when he fired him is that this argument they got in, which Gabe talked about on our show, uh, and I'm sure Gabe talked about on Power Mizzou as well, um, between Sterk and Odom and between the Florida and Tennessee game, then led to it being a non-sustainable situation for both of them to coexist. And that's when he was terminated. That, that, In other words, Odom walked out of Sterk's office in between Florida and Tennessee and knew he was a dead man walking, was essentially what Gabe said, which is saying something because then that doesn't add up that if he would have beaten Tennessee. So he beats Tennessee and Arkansas, even though I'm still— The thing about Barry Odom reminded me of Sam Bradford, which I know neither one of you guys were on air when that stuff was going on, but I would be like, why in the world are people so passionate about Sam Bradford? And the conclusion I've come to now with there being some time in between him being here and now being able to see what his career was is it wasn't rooted in anything that he actually did— I guess you can hold on to being offensive rookie of the year in his, his first season in 2010. It was, oh my God, if he doesn't work out, we're fucked. And I think that's the same thing with Barry Odom. Because there was one win where you could circle and go that win in Gainesville, especially after how brutal the win, the loss beforehand, the week before against Kentucky was, that they responded. I'm sure in Gainesville, they look at that loss to Missouri and go, what the fuck was that? I'm sure Dan Mullen is still answering for that to some people. But that was the one that he had. But he had like, Seven games where you go, what the fuck was that? You know, Purdue at home to me is like one of the biggest ones. In addition to, of course, take your pick of Vanderbilt, Wyoming, 
this year. Tennessee, I don't think, is a horrible loss. I think Tennessee is a much different football the team. The disappointing and, thing about the Tennessee game So is, I didn't understand why people were they so passionate about, yeah, but I mean, but that's because Tennessee's a better team. You but know? it was there. I mean, you knew, because I had the under in that game and Tennessee, that right? That cover for you? 44 they both total points? did, because Mizzou had the ball twice in the last five minutes, and you knew they couldn't move oh, the, the under, ball. The under, the, that was where we could tease Tennessee up to plus 17, and it was just like... Yeah. Holy shit. That was part Speaking of, that. of which, for Dooley's the purpose play of the gambling. Shit too. What's that? Dooley's play calling has been shit, Yeah, it shit sounds too. like when Jeremy Macklin was in, that that was where his ire was, was toward Dooley. Yeah. That was my read on what he was saying. Runs up the middle every time on first down and throws to the sideline. I'm for Macklin. Is that coach? Yes. Yeah. He's got a little experience. Well, I can tell, he's I can tell team Barry. you he has zero interest in doing He's definitely team Barry, but he, because uh, I think Doug asked that on his way out. He goes, oh man, I got to raise my daughter. That's you know, that's not happening. Uh, but with that all said, from a gambling standpoint, I mean, I had the same love for that Tennessee plus 17. And can you guys remember off the top of your head with the other? Because they were teasers because you were Illinois was one of them. This is two weeks ago against yeah. Iowa. Because I hit that. Uh, Northwestern, and Minnesota. And you had Minnesota down to, and then Georgia minus one against A&M. But as you pointed out when I was talking about it, you could take A&M plus 25 and still, I, I felt like that. that was, okay, well, both, both, were, both were live because Georgia was going to win. I felt like with a 90% certainty, but they weren't going to win by, you know, right. a number that got you in a, in a weird spot, but they probably also weren't going to win by 25. Uh, so you could have theoretically taken AM. And so I had the same strong feelings on teasers last week. And these have, this has nothing to do with the weatherman who went three and three last week. Uh, Joe went one and five. So G and I'm sure you're not happy. He's here to talk that over with him. He has and you went three and three. Uh, you do have a statement though. Yeah. It's good. But I went on the teaser train and I got blown up last week. And from the fir- within the first five minutes of the Illinois game, I thought, oh, shit, they're going to lose this game. I just need them to lose by less than six because it was clear whatever was going on there. And I don't know, I, I, but that wasn't happening. And then, Georgia, and, and then Georgia Tech scored, which really fucked up the Georgia-Georgia Tech over, or under, excuse me, which was at 58-and-a-half. Holy shit, what are the chances of 59 points being scored in a Georgia game? And they weren't going to be, except Georgia Tech fumbled their punt on the three-yard line with two minutes left. That one Georgia was scooped and scored. Oh, you were on that? No, but I watched it. So I, But what I do in these situations, the other one was Michigan plus 20 and a half. That didn't cover. And then, God, what was the other one? Certainly I was on Minnesota plus 15 at home against Wisconsin, which I would do again. I would do that again. But they all didn't cover. But what I do is I bet... To cut on the off chance they all go through and fail, I put money on a parlay of the opposite. And fortunately, because they all <laughs> failed, I hit the parlay, but I still lost money. Which again is just like, why am I fucking doing this to myself? I say it every week. I say it every fucking week. Last week I was winning picks and I wasn't betting, but it was the weatherman. This week I'm losing picks. I don't follow the weatherman stuff. I just read them. I don't even know what he's doing anymore. But I'm doing my own stuff. And last week was absolute Armageddon. It was absolute Armageddon. The the thing with the Sweetheart Teasers is there needs to be discipline and you need to stick to the NFL. That's it. The Sweetheart Teaser in college football, it is cocaine and it <laughs> will absolutely destroy your life. So it happened to be very easy the previous week and I'm like, sweet, I'll do it again. And then it becomes a disaster. And the truth is, if you don't hit four out of five, you know, minimum, you got problems on your hands, um, especially if you're going to, you know, use like Georgia, Georgia Tech under and a bunch of different teasers. If that gets blown up, well, now all of those have lost. The thing is, I went and looked at my teasers for that day because I had so many of them. And like, I would lose three of the four. To lose three of the four on a sweetheart teaser is saying something. But Minnesota didn't cover. Illinois didn't cover. Georgia, Georgia Tech didn't cover. I feel like there was another one in there that didn't cover. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State over didn't cover. On the teaser? You know, a way to go about the sweetheart teaser... It, well, it, to not do it with college. Well, yeah, but if you were going to... Unless you have those kind of teams like Georgia or Iowa where they have the NFL style of Delta that's on exactly offense. exactly what I was going to say. You get you get an, an over-under around 40, and there's only a few each week. Right. But you get to move the, the side 12 points. I mean, there's got to be a way off side... For, for you to not hit that when there's only going to be 40 points. Right, in the game. exactly. And that's that's why we love Tennessee, Missouri. That's why we love Georgia, Texas A&M, and then Minnesota, Northwestern, because usually Northwestern doesn't score many points. They don't necessarily give up many, but uh, it, it, it can change. Like when they play, what they play UMass one week. So 
Anyway, point being, it was a disaster for me last week, and then I did a couple of them on Sunday with my DraftKings guy, and of course those hit with with you know without any effort. But it's I dig myself a hole on Saturday. So with that said, for our picks, G Unit, you get to lead things off for this week. You are forty-one and forty-one on the year, and you are minus ten dollars on this uh, money line element of it. Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies can't emphasize enough how important it is to have a, a financial advisor. But then it's not just any financial advisor. It's somebody who who knows but cares. Again, plenty of people can know but cares. And Mark Hanna helps everyday people every day get their finances organized. You can call him at 314-889-0503. That's 314-889-0503. Or go online to evergreenstl.com. His name is Mark Hanna. He is with Evergreen Wealth Strategies. And I can tell you from getting to know Mark here over the last year, that this is a first-class person who has your best interests at heart and just calling him at 314-889-0503 is going to make you feel better and you're on the right track. Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. Yeah, and 7 and 7 in the in the best bet, so pretty much 500. So luckily for you exactly audience, 500. If, if you've been following me, you've only lost your juice this year. So there you go. Um, but Let's get a quick update on our Baltimore season action, which we talked about betting at minus 160 Baltimore to win the uh, AFC. A very nice play. I mean, at this point, you've shipped it, haven't you? Well, they haven't paid yet, but it's minus 8,000 now. Oh, minus 8, I mean, the fact that you identified the Ravens. I mean, you did identify the Panthers as well, but you identified the Ravens early on. Tip of the cap, because, I mean, I think, right, are they the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl right now? They are now. They are? Minus 250. That's a fi- that, that team gets me to watch Plus the NFL. And they used to be a team that would win, but you'd go, oh, the Ravens are on. Fuck. You know, and they're in the playoffs, but you're like, oh, God. It's like when the Texans and the Bengals are in the playoffs. It's like, oh, those three teams from the AFC, they're over there here, and they play the same boring style of, but with Lamar Jackson, holy shit, it's fun to watch. And, like, Mark Ingram's like a dangerous back, or I always felt like he was kind of the, the thunder to... Uh, Kamara's uh, yeah. lightning in New Orleans, and now he's a dangerous back in that uh, offense. It's when, something to watch. When Lamar Jackson gets to the edge, it's one of the most fun things to watch in sports. They right try now. to get him, and they just can't yeah. get to him. He, he just, turns he that corner, man. Him, and then, in, bam, he's gone. That's the, the, it is fun to I watch. I mean, these NFL playoffs coming up, there's so many interesting questions. Yeah, there really are. And the agree. teams, the teams, it's going to be, the I think, the best overall records of teams ever, maybe. I mean, you have a chance to have, like, what, six or seven, 13 and three or better no. in the— I mean, so we're going to Vegas for divisional round, and that's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, is that right? Yep. You going Gangster Pete? We yep. do it every year. Good every for year, you, baby. Good but, for you. But uh, the biggest question for me is, if Baltimore meets New England, which I think just would be awesome. It is, what if it was Patty Mahomes and uh, Lamar? I think Baltimore beats them. I mean, especially if they have home field. I, th- I mean, that would be an amazing game. But I think, to me, that there's less doubt that, that Baltimore uh, doesn't win that game. But the New England question is, I mean, can Belichick— Second time around, they got murdered the first time they played this year. Everyone would would think, based on his history, that this genius is going to come up with the one way that people can beat Lamar, even though he's playing at the the best possible peak of any player right now. Belichick can come up with that solution. I mean, but can he? I mean, damn. Baltimore's solid on both sides of the ball since they improved their secondary. And then the Chiefs' defense and the Patriots' offense are question marks. Yeah, boy, are they ever! Holy shit, who does Brady have to throw the ball to outside of Adamon? I mean, for real. I mean, what a mess. James White, about it. Yeah, I mean, it is. I, I see him, and he gets, he's getting so frustrated. Yeah, dude. oh yeah. And I see the guys who drop the balls. Like I don't know who know that man is. <laughs> you know, I mean, they picked up Sanu. He had a drop against uh, Houston. It's. I mean, you look at the th- the four division leaders in the AFC. You have Brady, and then you have the absolute contrast with what Lamar Jackson's offense is. Uh, Deshaun Watson and, mm. and Pat Mahomes. I mean, it's. It, I agree with you. I'm looking forward to it. And there's something that, to me, is endearing about the Buffalo Bills, and they're going to be in, yeah. barring a huge surprise. You don't really. You watch them play, and I've actually watched it because of all these damn sweet art teasers. How in the hell do they win? <laughs> you know, but they're nine. They and got three. a good quarterback too. He's, and I, and he's I don't know who the sixth, the sixth team could be. Anybody because there's a bunch of six and six and seven and five teams. He is sneaky fast. What's the, what's the problem with him? Everyone says that he's got, like, really little hands, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who are we talking about? <laughs> well, Alan, Pete. Pete, Alan. Pete oh, actually. Pete, you have little hands? <laughs> Gee, you know, oh, very happy. Oh, he just took a shot at my <laughs> little hand. <laughs> all uh, right, all right, all right. Thursday night, this is game huge one. Huge socks. <laughs> Chicago Bears 
versus the Cowboys. Love Chicago in this spot. Plus three and plus 100. Is that right, Gangster? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, the, Dallas is the number one public bet. This is Thursday night football, by the way. Number one public bet, 75%. And, and I just think that they're always over bet because they're America's team. And, and people think, and this was me on Thanksgiving because I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot, but people think that Dallas is going to win and cover because they have to because that their playoff, uh, you know, depends on it because their coach might be fired. But since when do, you, do these teams do what they have to do automatically because they want to? I mean, it's, there's another team they're playing. So going into Chicago – uh, on on a on a short rest here. Well, I guess Dallas actually has got a full. They both have a full week's rest, right? Because they both played on Thanksgiving. But uh, but I I just I I like Chicago to win this game. I might take the money line too. Um, but certainly Chicago plus three. Saints minus two and a half at home versus San Francisco. San Francisco for some reason, uh, two thirds of the public is on them. I I would think it'd be the opposite way. I don't. I, this line is saying that in a neutral field. Uh, San Francisco would be favored by a point, maybe. So the Saints are minus two and a half, but the the thinking generally is if home team you get you get three, but this in New Orleans the lines makers at least the, so the wisdom goes you get more. I mean, there's a few home home fields you get more than three, you get three and a half or four, and New Orleans is one of them, especially in a big game like this. A few you get less than three. You know, you got the the LAs. Th- things like that, Tampa Bay, but the Saints is a it's a great home field. I just don't think San Francisco is is one one and a half points better than New Orleans on on a neutral field. The Saints are the the favorite to come out of, of the NFC for the Super Bowl. That's so, the game of the week, I think. Oh, I love this game. I love. Well, who do you, who do you like on the side? Oh man, I'd go with the Saints because it's home game, long flight, early start. But I mean, I think it could be a great game. It it, it will be a great game, and in fact, let me just go parlay that into my next pick i like the over at 44 in that game uh love it 44 and a half really jeez well i mean i still like it and although 44 is a key number i uh it, it, i think it's probably going to be 46 by kickoff just because it you know weather's obviously not a not a question in the dome and these teams even though they're both good defenses when when they they play other good defensive teams. They, they, the offenses generally win out. I mean, um, so I, I like the over. That'll be my third pick, 44-and-a-half, kind of a bullshit move. Is it 44-and-a-half plus 100? Minus 110. Okay. Uh, number four, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons at home versus Carolina. Whoa. Yeah, I hate, yeah you know, I'm rooting for Carolina because I've got them on the season win total at eight, and uh, – we're going to need to, to get a game like this if we have a chance to push that bet. But Atlanta minus three at home, neither really have a reason to be playing right now. And Carolina just lost their coach, Riverboat Ron, who I was a personal huge fan of. And I think he was such a big, big guy in the locker room that the players just loved. I mean, everyone loves him. The, the, the owner, when he fires him, he, he just talks about what a great guy he is when he's firing him. So, a lot of times you see the the team that loses their coach have a huge game the next week. The, the troops get rallied, blah, blah, blah. But in this case, Carolina is on the road. They lost a coach that everyone loves, and they're essentially out of playoff contention. So, I mean, to me, Atlanta's a no-doubter here. I think it could be a blowout. Number four, Pittsburgh, or this is number five, Pittsburgh minus two and a half on the road in Arizona. Uh, I love this game. I, I think Pittsburgh's going to be a playoff team, and if you're going to be a playoff team, you got to win a game like this. Arizona certainly didn't look good last week. Pittsburgh did. You like Duck? What's that? Duck? Duck, their quarterback. Well, I guess so. I mean, I, I, I like Pittsburgh as a team. I mean, I don't like him. I don't like uh, really anything to do with their offense, but I like Pittsburgh's defense, and I like their coach when the playoffs are on the line. So I like this to be like a 34-14 game. There you go. There it is. Uh, G-Unit is in. Uh, I guess I'm second this week, which is I'm just not even used to at this <laughs> point. But producer Joe went one and five. Uh, and so uh, the weatherman gets to go second after going three and three last week. Weatherman, 34 and 48 on the year. If you've been rolling with the weatherman, you are down $2,020. Uh, let's see. Central Michigan, minus six and a half or seven over Miami, Ohio. Seven. Seven it is. Many people see Central Michigan as the team that lost 61 to nothing at Wisconsin. That's fair. 
They're also in the MAC title game after wins over Northern Illinois at Ball State and blowing out Toledo. Jim McElwain is back in his element outside of the Power Five. Miami, Ohio in its division, but they're not trending well. Give me the Chippewas. Ohio State minus 16.5 over Wisconsin. Be patient on this one. Wisconsin will play them close early, maybe tied or down seven at halftime. Ohio State will wear down Wisconsin and then force the Badgers quarterback to beat them. The Buckeyes have been in FU mode all year long against the better Big Ten teams. Ohio State will roll 44-13, easily covering. I agree with exactly what he said there, by the way, which scares me. But I, I, like, I like the under on that, which I think is 57.5 or 58.5. That's tough 56 to, take, and a half to take the— going down. It's gone to what? It's gone down to 56.5. Oh, that's because I picked it in the, on pick you, six. You and move now lines. I, move, I, move, I move lines, absolutely. Taking a big favorite in the under is a ballsy oh, move. Yeah. It's a ballsy move. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't know what I would do. Wager If I were betting that game— See, I, I just got to get away from the college football teaser. Unless there's one that I... Re- but, I mean, I loved those games last week. And then I could put them with NFL games. The problem with the NFL games is my guy doesn't send me the games that he likes for his DraftKings lineups until Sunday mornings. It's based, a lot of it's based on weather and who's healthy. Mm. And so I can't pair them on the Saturdays. Uh, two picks here with... Uh, well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have exact we're gonna have this exact scenario you were talking about, uh, G Unit, Georgia plus seven, and then the over of fifty five. How about that? Uh, this one feels too easy as the world is backing LSU too much. Georgia's quarterback concerns me a bit, but I think they'll keep the game close. And they've been in this position so many times with this team. I think LSU wins, but I could see this turning into a back-and-forth Big 12-style score fest in the fourth quarter. I'll take the points with Georgia, but also the over. 54-and-a-half is the point. Wow, it dropped down. Uh, The weatherman says he likes the over, and then it drops down, and we're not even broadcasting to anywhere outside of the studio at this (laughs) moment. So it's that powerful how big the fade is on the weatherman right now. Hawaii, (laughs) Boise State, under 64. This is the rare Mountain West game where I expect both teams to try and control the clock. And all of the possessions, as tempting as it is to take Hawaii in 14 points, I think this is one where Hawaii will especially limit possessions. They beat UNLV 21-7 in San Diego State 14-11. Hawaii plays best in low-scoring games. Also, Boise, as a big home favorite, doesn't cover that often, and I think they'll keep that'll keep the scoring down. So there it is, the weatherman with his plays right there. Gangster Pete, you're speaking for the wonderful producer Joe. You know, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency is my insurance agent. So this is a first-hand endorsement of James Carlton and his staff in Webster Groves. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. I think a lot of people just go, okay, well, I've got a guy. I've got a lady. I'm good. I don't really care to talk about insurance. It's something, you know, I'm 25, whatever. And that's fine. I understand. I used to think the same way. And then I go down to my basement on March 30th of 2019 and the basement's flooded and the world changes. It just so happens because my interactions with James have been so positive that my wife and I switched to James Carlton uh, in late 2018. And I'm telling you, if we had not, the odyssey that has been a flooded basement throughout all of this precipitation in St. Louis would have been infinitely more difficult to navigate without somebody as active. And on top of it is James Carlton. His phone number is 314-961-4800, or you can go online at carltoninsurance.net. And even now, he still checks in. You know, I mean, it's it's just a different ball game. And even before we had that, which of course was a substantial issue, um, you know, we weren't covered on, on something or I've forgotten to make a payment. It wasn't like it was like some monster payment. It was a small payment. But he's like, hey, just so you know, uh, you haven't made this payment. We want to make sure that's taken care of so you're covered. It's just, it's it's just different. It's different in a much better way. And that's why, you know, if, if you ran into me at a, at a bar or restaurant and said, hey, you know, and I have had it happen. Hey, Tim, who's that insurance agent? People email me. And I go, oh, it's James Carlton. Here, let me include him on the on the email. And I know he's going to be on top of it. I don't think twice about it. It's not like I'm like, oh, yeah, let me tell you about him. And then somebody actually wants to follow up. And I'm like, oh, God, I hope he does okay. The best the absolute best. And you're talking about your biggest investments. So you want to make sure they're taken care of properly. James Carlton and his staff at Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency will certainly do that. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. Yeah, Producer Joe has a small, short statement. I apologize for my dreadful week. It is really difficult to go one in five. Oh, my statement. 
Yeah. This is the statement. Okay. This is the statement. I didn't know if you were you were opining. I had a great weekend. <laughs> Did you really? Uh, I've been doing well in college football. Did you really? God. You've been doing well on everything. Have yeah. you really, Gangster Bean? Yeah. I'm, what did you say? I'm on a, I'm on a bit what of are a you, heater. What are you betting? What are, what's your average? A bill, bet? usually. Is it really? Yeah. He didn't mess around. He, he you guys bet fuck. more than I do. You really do. Well, I mean, And I get more upset about it. Pizza, I mean, Pete's good for you. For hey, good for time. you. He's a gangster. He doesn't. And I, t- he, I tip my cap. What did you say, Pete? You're, you're, it's like you're seeing the game in slow Everything's motion slowing right now. Everything's down. I'm kind of hitting the hole before it's there. <laughs> just like I'm just picking teasers. Dogs That's when you know unders, you're in the, I mean, in the death spiral. <laughs> that and when you're doing the weather in Iowa. Those are the two tells. <laughs> <laughs> but I know, I know, G Unit's been getting paid by his bookie every week too. Look at you. Well, I, I essentially can come and pay you. Trust me, we can, we can, we can cut out the middleman if you want. Uh, Joe's statement takes a depressing turn. Oh, no. But there's zero part of me that can confidently make the claim that I'll bounce back this week. Oh, no. You're in so. his head, unit. You're in his head. Is he going to Venmo you at 500 bucks before the end of the year? Oh, man. One of you guys paid me before the end of the year last year. And all that, I was doing is reading the guy's picks. Yeah, I can't make that, fun of the weather, man. He got me a thousand dollars. Yeah, that was a slaughter. That yeah. really pisses me off. That we, you know, we that my performance last year was well more that my because my performance is kind of similar. That weatherman was so fucking good. When, oh yeah, but I mean, what a great thing! So I'm sure you made money on him. I well, wasn't betting this shit. But then I just paid you the five hundred bucks. Yeah, I'll, I don't know how much. But I, I mean, made here on. I am. I'm reading this guy's picks, and I never was betting. And then this year, I'm betting, and I'm losing. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> I know. But I'm not. I'm not using his picks. I'm using my own shit. You know, I guess in September I used his stuff, but recently it's me. These fucking teasers, I'm telling you. Go ahead. Uh, that should be the name of the podcast. These, these fucking, fucking teasers. teasers. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to like these that. fucking teasers. Welcome back to these fucking teasers. <laughs> Four squares. <laughs> Go ahead, gangster. Right, I know Joe's right. in the middle of this Pro, big, Pro, big NATO <laughs> statement. Prod Joe's first pick is Oregon plus six and a half versus Utah. I personally will fade that pick. His second pick is Seattle Pick'em at Rams. God, I mean, he, <laughs> what's wrong, Unit? He, I mean, it's not just the picks that he that he makes; it's the games that he picks to make a pick that are just shockingly square. I mean, it, I love Joe as a guy, but man, he's a shitty gambler. <laughs> <laughs> He is in his head. He's gonna be. I mean, with Iggy, <laughs> with Plowhawk, and now with you, he is gonna. He's gonna make sure he's on next week. He might do a special edition Facebook Live. Game three, he has Georgia Shocker plus seven versus LSU, and he added, "I feel like getting the money line plus two thirty is pretty good as well. This is the best D LSU has faced all year, and I wonder about LSU's motivation here. I, I'll be fading that pick as well. He wonders about LSU's motivation." Yeah, yeah. The fuck? Because I guess they're in no matter what is what Joe's saying. That's what it's, Joe's it's saying. It's the wrong way to think about it. <laughs> I think Coach Joe's Coach going to tell him to they're take it the easy. They're playing championship. <laughs> Hold that tiger. What, what, else, what else would they like to play for? And <laughs> number one. <laughs> Joe picks like the, the stupidest <laughs> angle. And then what's going to happen is George is going to win and he's going to motherfuck us for making fun of it because that's going to be the reason. I'm telling you, man. I think so many people are on LSU. It's a weird deal. I think UGA is going to get rolled. So do I. And I think Wisconsin's going to get rolled. And I like Baylor. I like Utah and I like UGA a lot. And then you like Utah and UGA? I think I mean like, Utah and LSU. Uh-huh. My bad. I might tease Utah. Stay Maybe away from tease the teaser. LSU. Oh, no, I don't want to see you do it. Regular you. I'm teaser. You're a good family man. I don't want you. To, <laughs> I don't want you to do it to your family. What I've done to mine. A regular teaser. Just a six point teaser. You get to move down Georgia or yeah. Wait no. Move LSU down to essentially a pick 'em. You move Utah down to essentially a pick 'em. You're talking about the standard teaser. Okay. Yeah, just standard. You know. Okay. I've got to win. And two. that's two. I don't even know what they are anymore. So it's two and it's six points, right? Yeah. Okay. So then you're getting that down to a pick And then what was the other one? Utah? Yeah. I've been I'm running with sure the Utes. Utah, their but I defense, don't watch them much. Their defense is awesome. Yeah. And the second most efficient passer in the country behind Joe Burrow is Huntley from Utah. Is that right? See, I don't yeah. know much about Utah, so I shouldn't I, say anything. I think they win, but you could see it being a field goal game, right? I mean, I could not. I could see it being 20. Really? Maybe you should put a lot of money on them. Uh, Maybe just, will. This guy's on a heater, I'll just huh? Use my standard. I mean, I'm a fucking disaster. I don't. I almost don't want to roll with you guys because I don't want to curse you. You know. I mean, Jameson. We were all set to send him to St. Louis U High, and he, <laughs> that's out now. 
He's DB proud. <laughs> it's over. You know what? It's all because of that fucking punt in the Georgia Tech game, and he doesn't even realize it. It's so funny. It's so funny that you mentioned that. You go to Vianney because it's Georgia Tech. Because this, I actually said, this is the first time I've ever said this to my, you know, what, seven-year-old. I, after he was, he was rooting for the other, the other team this week. When you were I, betting the other team, and I, I go, all right, Joe, you get, you're paying for your own college, bud. I mean, this, this is it. Did that resonate with him at all? Not really, but it, <laughs> not really, but it was nice to threaten it, you know, to a seven-year-old. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, Joe's final pick, he has Ohio State minus 16 and a half versus Wisconsin. Oh, he's got one more pick. Everybody's on that one. One, two, three. God, that strikes me, so, I know, that that strikes me as so obvious. I never would have thought Wisconsin would do what they did to Minnesota last week. Never would have thought that. Never would have thought that. I mean, they put it on them. And yeah. it was with the passing game in shitty conditions, too. I was on Minnesota. I, mean, I lost that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, Minnesota plus 15? Holy shit. If Wisconsin wins this game, could they possibly make the— No. They've lost two, right? Right. Illinois. Yeah, you can't lose to Illinois. I mean, because no matter what, you're going to have a, a Big 12 champion with one loss. Mm. You know? Yeah, that's true. So I just don't see it. I think and, I, I mean, they, they, they lost to Illinois. I don't see it. I agree with you. If Baylor avenges their loss— I think Baylor's in. Baylor over Utah. Utah. Yeah. You agree with that, Pete? Especially since you're on the Utah train. I don't. I think Baylor's going to get rolled this week. Okay, but, no, but, 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 but let's play it out if they win. If they win, I mean, I, I've watched Utah play a bunch. I like Utah over Baylor, but I get your argument. No. I mean, it makes perfect sense, and I, 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 I could actually I, see that being more likely to happen. Uh, so I think Utah's in a spot where they're they're, they're not in no matter what. As weird as this oh, is, oh, they can't make it in. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not saying that I think that's right. But I'm just saying, I think that's the, because Iggy and I had this discussion and he didn't really dig in on it because he didn't know what I was talking about. But if you look at the percentages right now of the team to be the four seed, you know, who's number one, Georgia, if I'm not mistaken, it's Georgia. Then number two, well, because of Georgia or the teams, the teams to be in their percentage right. to be in the final four, Georgia, because Georgia has a direct ticket. They control their destiny. They win their But in. it's unlikely that they they win that, yeah it's a, but then the next oh, but it's the next still percentage. more likely than the other two combined Correct. because there's other well, options the, then then yeah. the second one is actually oklahoma even though they're behind utah and so the thought process i gather is that oklahoma beats baylor and that's a better win than utah beating oregon and then therefore they pass oklahoma or Bay they pass utah excuse me now i'm not saying that's right but i'm saying that's what the thought process is on these percentages but these are people making the decision, and they might be like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna put Utah in there." And it also could be what Pete said: if Utah goes in and beats the shit out of Oregon, that's the only way they get in. That's that, and that you know, and in, in Oklahoma. The reason I mean, I've just I've lost Utah. so much money on Oklahoma, whether it be overs and unders or betting them. On who? I, I, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Georgia, and who else? I feel like there's a third team I've watched a lot outside of Missouri this year, and I can't remember. I think well, I said it on the show. Aren't those teams that that Joe bets in the overs most uh, of the time? Uh, the Oklahoma's were some live bets. Um, and I, I, so I've seen them play, and Hurts really does turn the football over a lot. It's an odd thing, and of course their defense. But to their credit, they really shut down Oklahoma State in Stillwater in the second half last the week. The last and couple it, of weeks, Oklahoma's been running the ball a lot more. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You think uh, that uh, Lincoln Riley's going, okay, we've got an issue here, and we've got to control some clock because we can't stop people? You think that's... Been, well, they, they actually had the best defense in the Big 12 this year, which is was that surprising, right? but still not But, great. I mean, a lot of that might be biased from seeing Baylor's first half against yeah. them and what Iowa State did in the second half against them, where they just couldn't stop anybody. And Iowa State's a good team, by the way. Yeah, they, Their that quarterback's exciting, too. Flies under the radar. You know what'll be interesting? Because these games are... This, the the Oregon-Utah game, remembers on Friday night. Yeah, it's 7 o'clock Central about time. That. Well... I, that the outcome of that right. game is really going to put a lot of motivational factors into the Saturday games. I mean, if if because if Utah blows out Oregon, then the 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 winner of Baylor Oklahoma knows that they've got to blow out their opponent. No question. Yeah. About oh it. yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. Are all the picks in? Uh, he has uh, Manchester United, Man City over three and a half. Is that He's, a lock or are we uh, holding off the he, lock? He only sent me five picks, so we're going to have to get his lock okay. off air and we'll add it because he's got a bet with G Unit. We can't yeah, just so make something up. But okay. He says, get your, money before the, get your money before the SEC championship starts and roll it over. So I guess it's before the SEC championship game. All right, Unit, what's your uh, lock? Ryan Kelly's the home loan expert, and he is the sponsor of our studios here on the Tim McKernan Show. Without him, we don't have a podcast. So make sure you're supporting our sponsor. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. And with interest rates dropping and this being home buying season, this is a prime time to get 
in and get yourself a great rate and lock in. Or if you want to refinance, now's the time to do so. Ryan Kelly's the person to do it with. He is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsor of this program. Ryan Kelly, thehomeloanexpert.com. Did I? Did I? Oh, wait. Nope. Did I say Oakland yet? No. Then that's my lock. Oh, my God. I think we might have a situation here. Oh, no. That Oakland plus say. two and a half at home versus the Tennessee Titans. The Titans, uh, 64% of the public is on them. I think this is a huge letdown spot for them. I watched that Indianapolis-Tennessee game. In fact, that might have been the one that I threatened. You're threatening people co- now? Well, oh. my kids' college, college education on. <laughs> because, I'm not at that point. Yeah, I just pay no. the fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but that game, I mean, Indianapolis had the game in control. They went to take the, the lead. Tennessee came back and tied it, and then they went to take the lead. They get the, the field goal blocked, and, and, and then they return it for a touchdown, and then all of a sudden on, on the scoreboard it looks like a, a blowout in Tennessee's favor. But, I mean, they should have lost the game. And on the opposite end, Oakland – looked so bad at, but against Kansas City, but Kansas City's good. They're Kansas City. And they looked bad two weeks ago at the New York Jets. So they were on the road two weeks in a row and got blown out by what? It combined like 60 points. So this is kind of the ultimate zigzag theory because Tennessee is riding so high. But now they're going on the road for a few weeks in a row. Oakland is coming back home, even though Oakland's probably got the worst home field in, in the land. Uh, but it should be noted, before these two blowout losses on the road, they they had won their previous three at home. And I'm a big fan of Chucky. I think uh, <laughs> he, I, I, I really want them to make the playoffs this year. I think they got a chance, but they have to win this game. And getting two and a half points at home, I hope it goes to three, because uh, then it'll be a huge wager. But I'm going to say Oakland's my lock to win that game. I'm just going to take the points. But I'd take the money line, too. It is uh, plus 100. And are you sure you want to die on that Tannehill? Uh, <laughs> oh, awful. Wow, pretty pretty good. So plus 100. Ah, so that is, it's on fun. its way to three is what you're telling me. It's on its uh, way to three. Yep. Uh, the weatherman going into the NFL, I think for the first time this year, for real. Uh, and he's been telling me he's been doing well in the NFL. Well, he's going <laughs> Tennessee? Is that what No. I th- I th- when you said that, I'm like, oh, hold on a second. Uh, but it's uh, the Chiefs plus three at New England. Like that pick. You do. Like it. Considered the, it. Considered it. The spread in this tells people that the line says these teams are even. Here is how this will play out. The Chiefs will win slash cover in the regular season, but New England will win in January. Belichick may hold something back now that will burn the Chiefs later. This will be back and forth. Brady does look finished in a lot of ways. Kansas City has the better coach slash quarterback combo in this matchup. Only because of Brady's recent play. Wow, that's a that's a hell of a statement there. Uh, when's the last time that's been said? You got to go back to like when Bill Parcells mm. had Drew Bledsoe. I mean, yep. wow, should. Uh, but uh, there it is, weatherman plus one hundred on going, that going line. Stephen A. Smith. So, uh, so Buffalo, if Kansas City wins this, Buffalo could be in a position to they win yeah. the division. Yeah. Wow. The odds of that oh, every yeah. year. I wonder what are, that would have been. Oh, yeah. it's unbelievable. They're like, they're, it's like plus 10,000 <laughs> yeah. every that year at some point. It's a done deal. But it's 10 and 2 and 9 and 3 right now. Bills are 9 and 3. Yeah, there's something to me endearing about Buffalo. Yeah, me too. You know, like, I mean, you just look at the teams and the, like you're talking about how good the teams are, and the Buffalo Bills just don't seem to be in that same category. But, I agree with you, but I think they lose. But I, but I have they no lose idea the how the fuck round. they win. I watch them play. And I'm like, who? I, you know, Allen throws to John Brown. He's got a decent tight end, you know. Devin Singletary, Frank Gore is the backfield. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, in a, in a solid defense, I guess. I, but you know, they've rolled the Cowboys last week on Thanksgiving. They've beaten the shit out of some people. I don't know. And they play. They've got to play New England again, right? Because they played them within a touchdown the first time, and that's when was New that England Buffalo or Foxborough. Ah, I don't know where it was, man. I, but if they can beat, if if New England loses this week to Chiefs, Chiefs, and then the and then Buffalo gets them again. That'll be for the division. That that game. We yeah. ought to go to the game. <laughs> to a remote. Only remote if it's in Buffalo. Six. Only if it's in Buffalo. The first game was in Buffalo. Oh, this podcast in St. Louis. They play picks the, the wrong game, and one guy doesn't pick games, but he does teasers. Great yeah. podcast. You ought to listen to it. <laughs> in Buffalo, sixteen to ten. Right. What's the new name of the podcast? Those fucking teasers. Those fucking teasers. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, I'm telling you, those fucking teasers. I look at. I have like 
10 $25 teasers and they all just get blown up. And I go, fuck, I just lost, I didn't just lose 250 bucks, I lost 300 because of the your minus 120. And I'm like, God damn it. I'm doing this just to kind of fuck around because it's like 25 bucks, who cares? But then if you lose every fucking one of them, I mean, I guess it helps when I do the opposite parlay. God. I'm telling you, I am. I'm, I mean, you guys are witnessing like a guy who cannot get out of this box of like, I don't want to gamble. And I saw you guys know uh, Wellington. Yeah. Uh, do you know Wellington? Oh, yeah, yeah. Great guy. And we were at this wedding on Saturday night. Just met and Slew, right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. And uh, and he goes, oh, you're gambling. He goes, God, I got away from that. And he told me the game that like broke him. And he goes, God, I hate seeing you like this. And I go, I know. I go, and I don't even... And I go, you know why I'm doing it? And I'm playing poker again? Because I'm bored out of my fucking yeah, mind when I'm in playing, St. Louis. You're playing poker again. And dude. I'm playing that, at least I'm still good at, I guess. What are you doing? Like sit and goes? Or uh, Bovada, big tournaments, you know, which is, which, you know, I final tabled a couple over the, which is good. I, I, because I, I kind of thought the game had changed, but whatever. It's still not that much money. I mean, it's, I guess it's more than I'm losing at this shit, but still, it's, it, it's, 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 it's one thing when you're like in your 20s. And, you know, you don't really have anything. You know, now I have a son, but I'm like, it's so fucking cold and rainy here, and I just don't want to be outside. So I'm like, oh, I'll enter a poker tournament. I'll bet on this game. And the next thing you know, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm down $250. <laughs> and what the fuck did I do this for? Because if I would have, like I always say, if I would have won $250, I wouldn't be like, yes, but I lose 250 and it drives me up the wall. And maybe that's what separates you boys and, I guess, Joe, because he, I think, has a lot of experience with paying the man. From from me, I care about losing. The key to winning in poker, especially, is to be willing to die. Right. Yeah, like you're will, you, you just got to know but that, that it's going to come back but, but, around. But part though. of winning a hand also is you have equity in putting the man to the test even when you don't have the hand. Right. Or you have implied odds when you're on a draw, and the guy may know that. With this, you're you're flipping or you think you have an edge. And it's like, God, if I lose this, so therefore I'm only going to bet like these little $25 things. When in reality, I loved some games. Now, as it played out last week, I was wrong on. But we knew going in, didn't you guys think the, the delta on Michigan and Ohio State was huge? Like you could see Michigan winning, but you could see them getting their asses kicked. We yeah. knew that one going in. Yeah. But Wisconsin doing to Minnesota what they did in those conditions, I could have never seen that. The Georgia-Georgia Tech thing, while it was fluky, it still happened. And I noticed the Illinois Northwestern line was moving a weird way. And I told my DraftKings guy that. And he goes, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. They're still going to win. I go, okay, fair enough. And then I'm, I see a first few plays. I'm like, oh, shit, for whatever reason, they didn't show up today. That one got me. That too. sucks now for Lovey because that that's a terrible way to end a, a really good season for him. Yeah, that was uh, disappointing. So, anyway, that'll wrap it up. Picks, right? Do we, have we done anything? We got Joe's locker that you uh, told us what's game get he likes. It. Oh, yes, you got to get it. Okay, yeah. that'll wrap it up. Uh, who knows? I don't know. They're, they're college games I like, but I don't want to tell anybody anything because I, I, all I am is a cooler at this moment. And then you got the weatherman now. He's delving into the NFL. And he's betting underdogs and overs <laughs> in the same game. His that mind. Well, yeah. well, he doesn't know what to do when Iowa and Iowa State aren't playing. <laughs> he took that Central Michigan game. I'm like, oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where he made his money. He bet yeah. on Wyoming last year like a motherfucker. Well, and he killed it. The guy killed it. I'd be like... I don't know what this is, but you got to watch CBS Sportsnet at like 11 tonight because whatever's going to happen, Wyoming's going to win. I can just promise you. That's how good the guy was. Two out of three was it. All right, we'll shut it down. Thank you to our sponsors, thehomeloanexpert.com, Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Johnny Landoff, Chevrolet, Highway 270 in the Washington Elizabeth Exit, Chevy, Fine New Roads, and Design Air, Heating and Cooling Online at designairservice.com, the number one train dealer in the West. For producer Joe, who's away today for Gangster Pete filling in for G-Unit, I'm Tim McKernan. This has been the Pick 6 Podcast on the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network from the HomeLoanExpert.com studio. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.